0: Welcome to The Alternative, a Questions Virtual Reality, sponsored by isedn.org. Is there life beyond the big four search engines? Are webmasters spending more than they need to or leaving money on the table? What opportunities exist on the margins? Spend the next hour exploring paid and free alternatives to the major search engines. Now, step into The Alternative with your host, Jim Hedler.
1: Hey, welcome to the alternatives for uh, February fifteenth, two thousand and seven. And we have a uh, we have a jam packed show today. Uh, we don't have a lot of time for a news section, we because uh, we have actually we have two guests in our first in our first segment: Adam Skullflop from ClickRisk and John Linden from Think Partnership. Both are going to be talking about uh, the paid to read PPC scam. Uh, rounding out the hour, we're going to have Scott Beresh from MediumBlue.com. But right now, I have Dave Davies on the line, and we have a Couple of neat things happening in the in the search world, uh, the alternative search world, especially. We want to talk about Dave. How's it going, man?
2: It's
3: going very well. How are you?
1: Uh, it's great, dude. I I know we got some listeners in the east right now, and um, I just want to keep hammering away on this springtime theme. God, it's beautiful out today. I mean, if you can get over the wind and the and the rainstorm.
4: You're just
3: feeling like a sadistic bastard, aren't you?
1: Aren't I though? <laughs> aren't I though? Wow. Um, as a matter of fact, Adam, our first guest is from Toronto, and they just got like seriously walloped. And I noticed that uh, um, Paul in the uh, in the webmaster webmaster radio chat room. Well, he's in Michigan, and he just broke out his snowblower yesterday. Mm-hmm. Poor guys. Oh, well, anyway, wow, well, it's been a, it's here. been a crazy week. It's been a totally crazy week. We're um, we're bringing out a new daily edition of SiteProNews.com. Uh, trying to do the soft launch next week and get the, the hard launch out um, the week after that. It's, uh, it's been just an incredible amount of work trying to get a daily news resource together. Um, you're going to be doing some writing for us, aren't you, Dave?
3: I will be, yeah. I'll be doing um, hopefully, uh, hopefully about once a week or so. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, I know the, the work you've put into that, and uh, I think uh, the visitors to it will be, will be very impressed with the, with the new format.
1: Oh man, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, the cool thing about about SiteProNews.com is uh, five years of art of archives of webmaster-related articles. I mean, good advice that goes back to uh, well to, 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 to the days when when search engine optimization and search marketing really started taking off. Um, two thousand and one, two thousand and one, two thousand and two era, and to be able to bring that kind of resource to the public, that's that's just really cool. But enough about us. Um, a couple weeks ago, we reported that Akuna was um, bugging out in New York and trying to make a go of it in London at the um, on the London Stock Exchange.
3: Yeah, I remember that, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, we got news yesterday that they're pulling out of the London Exchange for um, for reasons unknown. I tried calling um, their broker, Senkos, in London and received a no comment from them. And I know that both you and I have been trying to get a hold of them uh, in their offices in New York, both by phone and by email, and we've gotten no response yet. That's, That's pretty yeah. weird, eh? That
3: is pretty weird. It sort of leaves you scratching your head, uh, wondering wondering what's going on and, and what they're trying to not say.
1: Well, you know, we um, just so the listeners know, we've been doing an investigation into, uh, looking into Akuna.com. There's, there's a number of questions about them and about their technology and about some of the people associated with them. Um, so hopefully we'll be bringing, we'll be bringing a special on Acuna to the radio and also to SitePro Pro News in the, in the coming weeks. Um, they say that they are going ahead with an IPO. They want to raise, um, 50 to 70 million, million dollars, but they're going to do it at the end of this year. That's, that's the new line. So we're going to be following that one really closely.
3: Very good. Very good. I guess we will because that's uh, it is an interesting story and, uh, it'll be interesting. to See how it ends.
1: So what do you see happening out there, Dave?
3: Um, just one thing I wanted to mention, and I'm going to keep this uh, very brief because I know we have some important guests coming up. Um, there are some changes to the uh, AdWords algorithm and uh, or, or to the quality, uh, the quality score. Um, Google's expecting a lot of people to be complaining about it, as will happen with any algorithm update. Uh, but something very interesting is that they're going to be showing advertisers their quality score. Now, rather than get into a lot of detail... Uh, Andy Beal on Marketing Pilgrim did a did a pretty good post on it. Uh, so in the chat area, I'm just going to post a link uh, right through to his post on it. Anybody who's interested uh, in PPC, which is a lot of people, uh, can just visit the chat area of webmasterradio.fm and uh, and read a little more about it uh, right out of Andy's mouth. And he had the opportunity to uh, advertise uh, some people, uh, Nick Fox specifically from Google. So it's some, it's some good, solid advice there.
1: So what do you think the implications of Google showing this information are?
3: I think it really, in this case, it really helps the advertisers, and it helps them. Of course, this is going to put more uh, more coins in Google's uh, pockets, of course. Uh, everything they do does. Um, but what I think it's going to really allow us to do is take a look at the ads that we're building, um, reference to quality score. If they're low, we know there's some problems, and it allows us to tailor our ads more specifically with an understanding of what is the problem. Like recognizing which specific ads are a problem, which specific keywords have lower scores with these ads, uh, and really start to to tailor and customize the campaigns. I think it's going to put a lot of uh, a lot more work on PPC managers, uh, but I think the return on investment for the clients and for Google uh, is going to increase. So. Uh, all in all, it's a, it's a win-win. Uh, the only person that may not directly win is the PPC managers, uh, but in the end they can, they can charge more because the return on investment is going to be higher. So, uh,
1: I Well, think also a in a way, price. I see this as, a, as a, a bonus for PPC managers. The more, the more um, that advertisers need to rely on a professional third party, somebody who really understands the environment, who knows how to... Uh, you know, just get the, the, the extra oomph out of every campaign, how to strategically apply their campaigns and strategically use the tools that Google and, and all the other networks have, um, provide. Um is becoming infinitely more complicated, even as the various networks are making it easier to target your, your, your potential advertisers or your potential ad audience. Um, I think the more complicated it becomes, the more professional third parties are needed.
2: That's a very valid
3: point, a very valid point. And, yeah, and the, more, the more information you get, as anybody who's, who's looked at any type of statistics, be them website or PPC, um, the more statistics you have, if you know how to read them, uh, the better you're going to do. So. Well,
1: absolutely. Now, I think it, it should be cautioned, like advertisers who, who are thinking of moving into a, a PPC campaign or thinking of advertising through pay-per-click, they've got to think about extra costs that are associated with pay-per-click, because um, these costs are very real. Um, you do. I mean, it's it's really advisable to have a professional third party, a PPC management firm, working on your behalf. They understand the environment far better than um, you know most retailers do. Um, most retailers are there to sell product. That's their job. They run their stores. They run their businesses. They do a grand job doing that, and they're not technologists. Um, with the I mean, with the specter at click fraud and with uh, with just the, the, the sheer level of competition that's out there right now in the PPC market, um, this, this can only be good for, uh, for professional managers, eh?
3: Oh, exactly, exactly. And, and you do mention uh, click fraud as well. And, and it, that makes it even more important to have a manager who understands this. And in the end, that could make up the management uh, fees themselves because if they know how, where to go to find this click fraud and can report it and, and get these refunds or at least credits from, uh, from the major PPC engines. Um, you know that that can more in some cases pay for their services. So um, yeah, it, it's a complicated area, and, and I feel for people who are trying to do it themselves. This really is an area for for the professionals. I don't do my own dentistry. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, trust the professionals to do their job.
1: Well, one of the reasons um, I bring up the specter of click fraud, a, is I think it's one of the most important issues in the in the the search marketing realm currently. I mean, it's, it's Paid search is what's uh, pretty much the, 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 the fuel that, that's rolling the industry right now. Um, click fraud, <laughs> very, very frightening sector um, that, uh, that could derail the train that that's running the industry. The other reason I mention it is, again, we have Adam Sculthorpe from ClickRisk and John Linden from Think Partnership. They're on the line, and they're going to be joining us in, um, in about two minutes. We, uh, David's quarter after the hour, we owe some advertisers some, bill, some uh advertising ourselves and we're going to have to go to a break. We're going to um, be back in a couple of minutes with Adam Sculthorpe and John Linden. We're going to be talking about pay-per-read click fraud. Um, it should be a really interesting segment. So stick around. We'll be back in about two minutes.
0: The Alternative on, on Radio. FM. We'll be back after this short commercial break. generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with paper post the consumer generated advertising network our powerful network of bloggers at paper post will creatively expose your product or service through original link generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through paper post visit paperpost.com and join the revolution ¡Vive la revolución! Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienows.com.
1: Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command. Genienows.com pays cash for each result your users click on.
0: Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genie knows has deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S dot com. media.com today.
4: And now, transport back into The Alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedgen.
1: Welcome back to The Alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're sponsored by the ISEDN.org. And um, we're honored to have two great guests with us in this segment. We have Adam Skullthorpe from ClickRisk.com and John Linden from Think Partnership both of whom um, have been talking a lot in last week about pay-per-read, pay-per-click scams. Um, Adam and John, how are you guys doing?
2: Good, thanks uh, good good, good. Well, I
1: want to welcome you both to The Alternative. Um, I'm glad that you were both able to, to show up and talk at the same time. Would, um, Adam, would you be able to explain to the, to the listeners exactly what a pay-per-read scam is all about and, and why it happens?
2: Sure, yeah. Um, it's been an interesting topic for us in the last couple of weeks, uh, particularly. Um, I'll just explain a little bit how we uh, discovered what we've discovered and, um, you know, what it is. Uh,
4: we'll
2: it. We have a client base <clears throat> of multi-million dollar ad spenders, and uh, for the last two years we've been very highly focused on um, detecting click fraud, uh, which has primarily come from China... Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and uh, I'm pleased to say that over the last sort of six months that's that's dwindled a little bit, um, you know, with Yahoo's new search uh, geo-targeting and uh, Google's new online filters. They've, they've certainly improved uh, things out there in the pay-per-click arena, um, but what we've found over the last couple of months in particular is an increase in, um, <clears throat> how can I say it, creative click fraud. One where, um, in this particular case, in the Paid to Read case, um, we've seen very overt attempts to recruit um, low-income workers, um, people via email campaigns, spam campaigns, and chat rooms, and recruit them into these campaigns where essentially they're credited, uh, you know, in their PayPal account for reading um, CPM ads and actually clicking on paid links. Um, it, it's, it's quite interesting as I said, the, the general click fraud rate seems to have dropped off a little bit um, but we, we're seeing these overt efforts to recruit people into networks where the scam artists essentially are uh, opening accounts for short periods of time uh, and really hitting uh, you know, the, these pay-to-read type scams over a month or so and then closing them down and reopening accounts again so, what's happening is the, the, the people that thought they were going to get a payout are actually not getting their payouts. Uh, and these guys are walking away with anything between a million dollars to, t- to ten million dollars, you know, based no, on some simple extrapolation of, of what we've seen um, in terms of affected customers.
1: Well, John, uh, are you guys seeing the same sort of thing at Think Partnership, people becoming more creative about, um, about facilitating click fraud?
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we saw you know we saw a couple trends a, a, a while back to where um, you know the, the big serious risk is it, you know has been always been in kind of the automated click fraud. Um, we actually started seeing it back in March of of '06. Uh, the pay-to-read stuff starts to pop up um, again, as as uh, Adam mentioned. Primarily from uh, China was the big one we we saw. And we actually worked with Yahoo to bust a couple a couple of those networks and and provided them a lot of data. What was interesting about it is, and what makes it very difficult to to uh, respond to is that there's so much. You know, it's 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 primarily an arbitrage type play. So you know, obviously, uh, yeah, these pay-to-read people aren't working directly with Yahoo, and they're not they're not directly affiliates. what ends up happening is you end up going through four or five different networks. You know, it might might go through, it might even go through Google. We've seen a lot of them through Google, where people are buying advertising on Google Adsense, which is then syndicated out to InfoSpace, which is then syndicated syndicated out to, you know, uh, some some publisher that will then syndicate it out to GoClick, which will then syndicate it out to a pay-to-read. So it's it's usually a four to five, um, you know, four to five levels out is what we've seen, which makes it very difficult to to. Uh, to detect, um, we were able to find back in back in March or maybe um, it was March, maybe it was May. I'm sorry, uh, May and June of, of last year, we, we kind of figured out a way um, via our client side uh, validation to kind of pick up some ratios um, that that made sense, and, and we almost hit it almost 100% every time that this ratio kind of came up. It was primarily a, a pay to read program, so we've been able to collect. I think we're up to you know we're up to probably about 400 domains of just different domains that are set up to, to kind of funnel these scams through, and uh, I, I think it's a it's a a couple thousand IP addresses. So we've kind of been actively watching it and, and we've put filters in place to to actively uh you know circulate that and see to black blacklist those domains. But it's it's kind of an ongoing effort and uh you yeah, know definitely to get more and more creative. But if you think about it, you know, a, a uh, you know a five dollar mortgage uh, mortgage uh, click um, can you know even if it's subdivided three or four or five times through different arbitrage plays, there's still a lot of money for for someone in a in a uh, 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 especially a third world country to to make you know twenty thirty cents off of that click.
1: Now, John, or I'm sorry, uh, Adam, you were saying this is like a true fly by night um, boiler room operation where the uh, the scamsters set up very temporary accounts, um, churn and burn their their employees, the the the, the people who who Actually, do that are paid to read, or in fact not paid to read, and then vanish into the night. (laughs) Um, Is there any way to trace up the ladder of arbitrage?
2: (laughs) It's a tricky one. I mean, the the golden rule generally with fraud is you follow the money. But um, you know, as we know with. uh, Um, in financial institutions these days one of the the big challenges is um, anti-money laundering and you know there's so many systems out there uh, for moving that cash around that it can be often very difficult to to actually trace the money back to a human being so that's what you're faced with you know there are is The proliferation of these money services, the, the environment has never been more ripe um, to, to, you know, target uh, pay-per-click and, uh, you know, impression-based ads for this type of scam. And it's going to continue, you know, as, as long as Google are, are making a billion dollars net profit a quarter, uh, you know, I can only see this increasing.
1: Okay, well, well, John, you just mentioned a number of companies by name who are participating in, in, in the line of, arbit- of this type of arbitrage. Um, why yeah,
4: and, and, and yeah, I'm not trying to them. incriminate anybody. I, I, I'm, I'm very confident that none of these companies are purposely doing it. it just, it's one of the things, uh, you know, we call it indirect click fraud, to where, um, you know, it just, it just happens. I mean, people buy advertising from other people. That's, that's no secret of the Internet is pretty much anybody at the website, you know, you, you try and get natural traffic, and then you start buying traffic. And that's, that's pretty much the key to anybody. And what ends up happening, though, as you start getting affected because, you know, people you're buying advertising from is buying advertising from someone else, which is buying advertising from somebody else, which can get out of hand. So, again, I, I definitely don't think that any of those companies were purposely uh, uh, involved in this, uh, minus the pay-to-read scam uh, and even those guys, I think what happens is, is, you know, what we what we're seeing is that they they basically would have a client, and some client would be some random website that said, hey, you know, we'll go ahead and pay every visitor that clicks the link on our site, um, you know, fifty cents or thirty cents or twenty cents or whatever. And 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 again, the pay to read guys, you know, uh, or you know, I think the model in general is 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 horrible. Um, but uh, you know, they they just it was a client for them. You know, it's it's a PPC client for them that has bought advertising. So again, you know, and I've seen several of those networks if, if you follow follow the track. Um, you can actually see, um, like last summer, you know, several of the, the top keywords, you know, mortgage and stuff like that, on these, you know, some even tier three, tier four, uh, what we consider tier three, tier four search networks. A lot of times, you know, they they were had they had mortgage for eighty five cents, which is even if you check those same networks out now, it's back down in the the ten or you know ten or eleven cent range. So there's definitely kind of an influx of it. Um, you know, we 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 helped uh, helped uh, Yahoo bust a couple people on it, and yeah, uh, you know, I think I think a lot of that a lot of that kind of went away. So. Uh, I, I, I don't doubt, though. I mean, just, just like anything, and I'm sure Adam can can uh, attest to this as well. That you know, there's always somebody new, somebody always trying to to scan the system. So it's definitely not gone away. But but I know some of the big uh, the big huge parts have gone away. Well,
1: Adam, do you think that the uh, the networks themselves, uh, Google, Yahoo, AdBright, um, some of the, the, the major the major distributors, are, are they aware of the problem?
2: Um. We certainly help make them aware, yes. Um, I mean, primarily the way we operate is, uh, you know, we we use the relationships with our clients uh, to then pass on that data to the networks. Uh, That's typically how we work. Um, they're, they're certainly aware of it. And, you know, w- but we see big differences in the filtering. For example, in this um, latest round of scams, we've seen that Google were able to stop uh, 40% more of the uh, bogus websites and, you know, approximately 50 to 60% of the actual clicks from the remaining websites that did actually, uh, you know, stay in, uh rotation if you like. Uh whereas Yahoo, you know, they did they didn't shut any down that uh, as far as we can tell. Um AdBite again, how, how you know, you they have different that problems. Sure. Um it, it varies enormously, you know, how quickly they respond um and how how their capabilities uh uh you know are enhanced in terms of detecting this stuff. Some of it, um, I mean, particularly with the overt nature of uh, pay to read, it's quite CPU intensive, as you can imagine, to to um, in some of the filters that they have. You know, a lot of it cannot be detected in real time, uh, and it really has to be done offline and retroactively. So, you know, there's going to be a lot more of that going on, and uh, a mm-hmm. lot more refunds to come.
1: John, I think you wanted to weigh in there for a second.
2: Yeah, and no, I just I was just curious where where,
4: where the 40 to 50 percent of Google versus Yahoo came from. Um, you know, my my experience again, I'm, I'm I've worked a lot with Yahoo, um, probably more so than Google. So so uh, we've seen them very uh, proactive, and they've done a great job as far as as soon as they know about something, they will shut it down. Um, you know, I think I think they're they're you know just just like several groups, they're limited on the amount of data that they've been able to collect, and and that's one one reason uh, that that you know we, we we work with them on on several different areas. So. Um, you know, I just, I was just kind of curious how you guys got that, the 40
2: to 50%. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not claiming, um, you know, they have that level of clip fraud. In a sample we have, um, over the last couple of months, uh, we looked at the domains that were referring the bad traffic, um, and we aggregated them essentially, and then looked at what Google were able to filter in terms of the domains that were affecting the same customers. And we found that um, by looking at that and correlating the data across multiple clients uh, and, you know, a couple of months of data, that Google was 40% more efficient at detecting, you know, the sites that were affecting both Google, AdBright, and Yahoo. So, you know, that that's where that number comes from. They were just more efficient at it than, than Yahoo particularly.
1: Okay, I'm, I'd like to ask each of you um, the same question. I'm going to start with John because um, actually I, earlier today I sat in on a webinar that Think Partnership and ValidClick.com um, they, that they they did together on click fraud. And um, John, you guys had a, uh, a number of recommendations for webmasters how to protect yourself against and watch out for click fraud.
4: Yeah, and actually, uh, we're in a little bit different uh, different business, but uh, no, I mean, I think I think the the, the click auditing uh, solutions are, are interesting. Um, I think that, yeah, as I mentioned on the web webinar before, I don't think that they're kind of the end all be all to advertisers, just because there's there's a couple issues with it. One is there are several things you can't detect uh, post click. It's just it's virtually impossible to detect detect when when it's really users coming from uh, you know different scams. Uh, and then also, you know, you don't you, there's not enough transparency from um, from uh, the Googles and Yahoos of the world to detect exactly, you know, which clicks you're detecting as fraudulent are, are being refunded, and which ones you are and aren't being charged for, they just won't release that information for security. So there's a little bit of ambiguity there. Um, I mean, the main recommendation that that I have for advertisers is is to really be in tune with ROI. I mean, I think you need to have a consistent ROI tracking system and, and platform across all your advertising spends. And by having it both kind of being consistent and being um, proactive, monitoring it proactively, you can you can limit your risks. Um, you know, and and you there, there are definitely risks, still because there can be, and I think a lot of people in the industry have seen, kind of an influx of clicks that rapidly happen. But um, you can, you know, if you can detect that proactively and be, be, uh, you know, kind of be on top of it, you can limit it. You can eliminate those keywords. You can uh, expand other keywords, you know, go after more of the long-tail effect, and uh, you can reduce your PPC price. And, you know, so if you suddenly you know, are seeing 10% less uh, ROI, then you can, re- you can reduce your PPC price accordingly and, and kind of maintain status quo. Uh, so, so you know, advertisers have, have many ways of doing dealing with it, um, you know. It, but, but obviously, you know, a lot of it it comes down to just really, really watching your metrics and, and watching the ROI.
1: Okay, Adam, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the same question over to you. What can, uh, in your estimation, what can advertisers do to detect and uh, and beware of uh, and, and deal with click fraud?
2: I, fundamentally, I agree with John. I mean, you know, the, the, the essential component to any security system or, you know, fraud detection system is is really a simple word. It's called awareness. And you need to be aware, you know, whether that's through ROI or through using the services of firms that, you know, look for these things and are experts. You know, we only have so many hours in a day. Um, Put someone in the position to, to find this stuff for you. You know, search engine marketers these days, you know, becoming certified, higher qualified, they understand what to look for. Um, you know, we've provided education in that area in terms of fraud and anti-money laundering techniques used and, and various other matters. And, and really, it comes down to awareness. You know, keep a close eye on your ROI um, and, and employ the proper uh, techniques that uh, you know are, are now very uh, commonly used in, in the search engine marketing business. <laughs> um,
1: both of your firms offer products and services that... Um, help webmasters and advertisers deal with pay-per-click. Um, in the same order again, starting with John, and I guess um, uh, ending with Adam. Um, John, could you describe um, the 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 services and products that Think Partnership has uh, regarding PPC and click fraud?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Think Partnership owns uh, Valley Click, which uh, um, is, is, our, is our click fraud prevention uh, technology. We have a very unique way of kind of dealing with click fraud to where we actually detect things uh, mostly in real time via um, a, what we call client-side, server-side validation process, which is uh, that we came up with about two and a half years ago. We actually don't work with advertisers directly. That's not, not our core business. Um, our business is really around providing uh, solutions for networks and, you know, ad networks and web publishers. So we actually have products that uh, are really done on the publishing side. And the reason for that is, is we kind of we, we kind of thought that was more the holy grail for the industry just because um, you can prevent it. If you can prevent it from happening in the first place and prevent the billing from occurring, then you don't have to deal with issues like refunds and all that. Uh, so, so most of our products are around that. In that, we have two main products. We have one that's a click fraud prevention um, kind of analysis technology that can be licensed. And what that does is it basically is, is a tool for any web publisher, large web publisher, or an a- advertising network that um, they can use and, and really you know, be transparent so, so we can kind of plug in our systems without really affecting their current flow of, of data, be able to detect and create a, a click profile for every single click that, that goes through their system, and then be able to identify you know the reasons that that click is, is, you know kind of a, um, been authenticated by our system or not, um, and, and the reasons it hasn't hasn't, and they can apply that to their billing. So that's the main piece. The second piece is actually a bigger bigger piece um, for the industry, and what it is is it, it uses our click fraud prevention technology as a baseline, and then on top of that, it lays out a complete PPC marketplace. So we're working with web publishers that might already have a relationship with a Yahoo or Google for doing their third-party uh, advertising on their sites, but they want to build that own relationship. You know, ultimately, as we mentioned in this webinar, that the long-term um, uh, victim of click fraud will be the web publishers, because advertisers at some point will just continue to decline their, their PPC or lower their big PPC prices, which hurt the good web publishers. What we're seeing is a large web publishers, a lot of them are starting to move away from being 100% reliant on Yahoo and Google by building their own PPC marketplaces, and our software will give them everything from account creation to uh, bid management to API access to build their own and build and, and manage their own advertisers, all built on top of our click fraud prevention technology.
1: Uh, geez, John, I mean, you just opened a whole can of worms with a billion and one questions I want to ask about <laughs> that product. But, but we're running short on time. So I'm going to have to jump over to... Um, I'm going to jump over to Adam now. Adam, um, what does Clickrisk.com have to uh, to help uh, advertisers through the, the the terrors of TPC?
2: Uh, again, we're we focused really on relationships with uh, advertisers. Most of our advertisers have million dollar plus ad spends. Um, we provide two uh, products and services uh, for the lower ad spend guys. We have a, a downloadable tool where they can. Uh, use our forensic uh, log analyzer to, to scan back for fraud back in time. Um, they basically download their web server log files to a PC and, and install our software, and they can scan it themselves and get a report. Uh, but the main service that we provide uh, at com is um, to, as I say, million-plus ad spend, uh, and we provide more of a service. Uh, we have actually have a, an application. Service model, and we collect data to our data warehouse and analyze that using our forensics tools uh, in, in both real time and retroactively. so if we suddenly discover um, you know a new click fraud perpetrator, we, we can go back retroactively you know the following month or whatever uh, and hopefully get that credited back to their accounts.
1: Okay, hey, um, gentlemen, I want to thank you both for uh, taking the time to, to be on the Alternatives on Webmaster Radio.fm today. Um, I'm being messaged from our engineer that we have actually gone over time and we have to go to break. Um, that was Adam Sculthorpe from ClickRisk.com and John Linden from ThinkPartnership.com. Again, gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, this is Jim Hedger for the Alternatives on Webmaster FM. sponsored by the ICDN.org. We'll be back after these messages.
0: on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial break. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move up Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume, cash, cash. You hear that sound? That's the sound of your cat starving to death because you didn't produce enough volume. So you want to know how? Do you? xy7.com xy7.com is the only way for you to convert your clicks into cash
4: so let's get it together girls xy7.com
0: pump up the volume pump up the volume pump up the volume cash cash it's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business.
1: However, reaching them through web and mobile search as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is, well, ingenious. Ingenio Paper call delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays for new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to ingenio.com slash webradio that's ingenio.com slash webradio ingenio simply ingenious
0: and now transport back into the alternative on webmasterradio.fm here's your host jim hedger
1: I am into re- I am into creative commercials, and I got to tell you that second last one, pump up the cash, that was amazing. That was uh, that was brilliantly done. Okay, we're back at the tail end of uh, the alternative here on Webmaster Radio It's been a fun show so far, and um, it's just going to get more fun. We have Scott Barash from Medium Blue, noted writer extraordinaire, and a great SEO to boot. How you doing, Scott?
5: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Jim.
1: Oh uh, Well, thanks for being here. Um, we've been trying to get you on for a couple of weeks now. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's good that you could actually join us. So, um, <laughs> I think Dave Davies is in with us as well. He's uh, another SEO, and this is one of those times So I just want to sort of mellow sit back and just, you know, talk, search. Sure. Dave, you here? I Can you hear me? We can hear you. Beautiful. Okay, then I'm here. Um, well, that was uh, that was a lot of uh, uh, fun stuff on click fraud. Um, that's a good spot to jump right in. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about pay to read, about click fraud, about the, the, the PPC market in general right now? Is there, uh, I mean, is it going to be a constant game of cat and mouse here?
5: I'll, I'll answer first, I guess, uh, Jim. I I honestly believe that, yeah, I mean, there is definitely going to be a, a consistent game of cat and mouse going on here. Um, you know, the estimates range from you know, 10%. Google says it's less than 10% um, click fraud. Some estimates go as high as 70%. Nobody really knows what it is, but when you see all these networks set up on the Internet for people to actually go ahead and click through and, and make money to do it, um, the, the incentive is there, and there's not really that much of a barrier to entry to, you know, to get into this. So I think it's something that they're definitely going to have to address. Uh, I I also believe that, you know, with with increased pay-per-click costs uh, the way they are, with larger companies um, using pay-per-click as a branding exercise as much as as something that you'd have to attract the ROI on... um, and squeezing a lot of the smaller companies out of it they're going to be looking at alternatives um you know they'll be looking into other things like paper call like that commercial you really like um things like pay for leads not paper read but paying for individual leads um i think these alternatives are going to become more and more popular to the small advertiser as um as this unfolds um for a variety of reasons but i think quick fraud is going to be uh is going to be one of the main drivers of that
1: well, I think so too, um, and I, I wouldn't mind throwing a plug in for the flat fee ads offered by the ISEDN right now. Um, I'm I, I strongly believe if you remove the incentive for the fraudsters, the fraud will peter out and eventually stop. Hmm. Um. And then one, one of the neat things about PPC is how, for the last few years, it just seemed to suck the air out of the SEO side of the industry, of the, of the search marketing industry. But that that trend seems to be changing. Are, are you noticing that in your shops?
5: I'll answer again. Uh, we've, we do not actually do um, pay-per-click campaigns in-house. We've always been an organic firm, and um, click fraud was one of the reasons. Was, I mean, there's a variety of other reasons. I think they're two very separate uh, disciplines. Um, I think one is more in, in tied in with an agency model, and one is more tied in with a consulting-type model. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't exactly know uh, where, where it's all going to go. Um, but I think, from 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 my experience, the, the, um, the I'm sorry. What was the question again?
1: Well, I'm just wondering if you've noticed an uptick in
5: in SEO <laughs> yeah, um, over CBC um, last, last year. I think that uh, the last the last report that came out said that it was about ten uh, percent. That was invested in, in search engine optimization versus 90% for um, pay per click. We've noticed since the beginning of this year uh, a um, pretty substantial increase in the interest in and organic search engine optimization versus um versus pay-per-click advertising um we've partnered with outside pay-per-click firms for people that want to have both in-house or have both working for them but um we've definitely noticed more people especially smaller advertisers that are getting squeezed out of pay-per-click because of rising click costs or because of concerns about click fraud turning more to organic search engine optimization so i feel pretty good about um the position we're in right now.
3: Now, I have to agree with uh, with Scott there on its on its reflective um, towards the organic. Now, Jim, you and I have discussed uh, a few times on past shows, and I've I tended to pick on uh, on the engines. So I'm just going to go back a question here, just for a, a quick second, um, and I've tended to be pretty pretty hard on them. Um, the, what I sort of think they're facing is a case um, very similar to, you know, McAfee and the other virus writers. Um, I will give the engines credit, and, and Yahoo specifically, but Google is, is really really paying attention and, and starting to address it. Um, but they are in a case, um, like the antivirus companies are, where the technologists are always going to be, uh, and by those I mean uh, the people trying to abuse the system with technology, um, are always going to be one step ahead. But what they do seem to be effectively doing is shrinking that time down, uh, the lead time between when the technology is coming out, when the abuse is coming out, and how long it takes them to, uh, to address it. Um, but I have to totally side with Scott there, this specter um, of, of click fraud that sort of looms over everybody. And, and no matter how small the company may be, no matter how inexperienced in SEO and, and search engines, uh, they may be, everybody has heard about click fraud. And this does tend to drive people um, towards the organics. Um, yeah, so and types, it's, it's uh, not
5: just you know all these organized rings that are getting together to to participate in click fraud and putting together programs where they're paying people to click on certain ads. I mean, uh, you you hear stories about you know, companies that are just uh, that are just clicking on their competitors all the time and finding ways to click around on their competitors with different IP addresses and all that just to drain their competitors' advertising budgets. And I don't think that there's a way that you're ever going to be able to stop. I think you can probably minimize it, Um, but you're never going to have 0% click fraud. And, um, you know, just to... to to go uh, um, more on what you, what you were just saying is, uh, you know, it's been getting so much play in the press. It's been getting, uh, I mean, when the New York Times is talking about it, when Business to Business is talking about it, and it's, you know, it's front-page material, I mean, that, that's going to scare a lot of people away. Um, and it, I think it does, it, it scares a lot of people into, um, into organic search.
3: It sure does. And one thing I think where the... Engines themselves are are getting a bit of a bad name, and you touched on it there a little bit. um, Was your your company, mine? We basically deal with the the organics PPC. You know, yes, it is a a separate skill set. It is in fact a very separate, very skilled set, and I think a lot of these smaller companies are are sending out or starting these PPC campaigns. They can do it themselves. They can get their rankings. Uh, Suddenly, they're not increasing their leads. They're not increasing their sales. Well, it must be click fraud. Uh, and, and I've seen campaigns running like that, and I've, I've looked through campaigns running like that, taking a look at their landing pages and going, "Okay, the problem here is not fraud." <laughs> like that's a it, yes, okay, fraud is a problem. I, I'm certainly the, the first to admit that. Um, but I think uh, a lot of it, people like to, to fall back on that at times, when in fact, no, it, it's your advertising model itself. You're you're not actually presenting a landing page that is attractive, or, or you're using your standard. Uh, home page, whereas you're, you're bidding on a specific keyword related to one of your specific products rather than, uh, linking straight through to that product. I mean, it's just the errors of a, of an inexperienced person managing a PPC campaign. Yeah, well, so I, think, I think that
5: if you've got if you've got somebody in house who's who's running this who reports to the VP of marketing or the, or the marketing director and the campaign's not working, and you've got all these headlines, it's very easy to fall back on <laughs> click fraud rather than inexperience or you know just not understanding how this works or how you're supposed to hone the campaign and make it better over time. So it's probably reported in in certain instances. Um, but you know, I don't know exactly how you get around that. Um, I've never liked the agency model um, when people outsource their pay per click, where they work on a percentage of spend, for example. What is the compelling interest for uh, an agency who's working on a on a, um, uh, percentage of spend, typically fifteen percent or whatever, which just goes along the line with you know all of their billboard, TV, typical advertising uh, channels. What is their motivation to actually improve the campaign and remove underperforming key phrases and to investigate click fraud deeply and all that when their paycheck depends on how much you're spending? I think there's there's definitely some conflicting interests at play there. And I just I don't understand the model. It's one of the reasons why I never really got into doing paper click campaigns. I can tell you if I did it would it would be a flat fee model for certain because I just I don't I don't see how you can you can trust someone to be looking out for your best interest when the amount you spend directly influences the paycheck that you send them.
1: Well speaking of contradictory models and uh controversy, um then this should be a little bit of FUD. I'd love to search shit up. Um <laughs> there's been there's been uh, uh a battle raging in the SEM industry as of late, um, the, the, the PPC heads versus the SEO heads, the uh, search engine marketers versus the SEOs. Um, I guess it's like best characterized by Dave Pasternak's um, comments from didit.com, and the uh, just sheer insane volume of response to it. What do you guys think about that? What's this gotten in the industry, and why is it there?
3: What uh, what in the industry? Sorry, a word. for the, the,
1: the, the chasm, the, the 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 great chasm that must be bridged. That otherwise we're all slagging each other. Uh, Scott, what's what's that chasm? And why is it there?
5: i you know I kind of I'm amused by the whole thing. I read it. I read both sides of it. I think it's funny. I think a lot of people have too much time on their hands. <laughs> but. Um, you know uh, the uh, Pasternak, hacker you, you specifically cited. I mean, talked about how you know SEO is essentially just good design. Um, I would I would disagree with that. I've seen. Uh, Wonderfully designed websites that convert at a very high rate that don't apply some of the basic search engine optimization principles that could be you know tripling their traffic. Um, there is a need for uh, for search engine optimization firms to come in and to help you figure out what your content should be, the questions you should be answering on your website. It's it's to me it's a much bigger thing than going in and saying okay we're going to add some page titles and the right. Meta tags. We're going to make sure that your site can get spidered and all that. You have to take it a step higher and say, "What are we trying to do? Let's add a resource area to this website. Let's add some value content." You know, Google and Yahoo and all these search engines—they do these intense user studies to figure out you know what their users want to see when they type queries into individual search engines, and what our job i think as search engine optimization uh, people is to piggyback off these studies deduced by the algorithms of course to figure out what it is that people want to see when they're when they're entering uh, a query into a search engine what type of results they like to see and if you follow that um, and you apply those attributes to a client website, you're not just making the site better for, for search engines, you're also making it better for viewers, for, you know, for the traffic that comes to the website. So you, know, you can call it SEO, you can call it usability, you can call it whatever you want, but to assert that there's no need for it I think is irresponsible. Because there's definitely a need for it. It's a growing industry, and the people that do it right, um, you know, I've I've got, I've got, you know, twenty five or thirty clients that would love to argue differently with him. You know.
1: (laughs) Well, again, judging by the responses, I bet some of them have. Uh, Dave, what do you think about all that? Well, I think it's an
2: equal
3: but different type scenario. Um, you know some of the most beautiful websites that I've uh, that I've seen while doing my surfing, although I find them a lot less because of the the problems that they have with being found, uh, are Flash driven and, and, and these sorts. So um, to say that all it is 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 very good design is really really missing the mark. But not to take away from PPC, I mean there's there's been some great studies out showing. Um, statistics such as if you're being found in the in the paid results and you're being found in the organic results, your conversions are going to go up somewhere between 25 and 30 percent. Um, so each one is important. But are um, are SEOs just glorified web designers? Um, I, for one, as an SEO, uh, can't design to save my life. Um, you know, I can I can do my cropping, but to to take a, an image from my brain and then translate that into uh, into a beautiful, uh, is really not going to serve my client very well, um, and so I think these are these are two very different skill sets. I understand a little bit in that um, you do need design, you do need good structure, um, and SEO is useless if you, the site isn't going to convert when when the visitor gets there. Um, so some of his points are valid, but to say that. Um, You know, SEO and design are the same. I work with web designers. I work with some very, very good web designers. They don't pretend to do SEO, but they create very clean, high-converting sites with with just absolutely beautiful code. Um, So one does not necessarily translate to the other. SEO is uh, an industry in and of itself. It is a skill set in and of itself, um, equal to design, equal to the, the best of the best of PPC management. Um, so these are three very distinct areas, and, and each one uh, is important for the overall uh, internet marketing. You know, not to get into the the tons of other areas, social media and stuff, um, but each one is its own important skill set in the overall um, branding and and internet marketing endeavor.
5: And I would I would go so far as to say that it's typically your typical web designer is not nearly as interested in the. Um, now, I'm saying typical, not all, is not nearly as interested in the in search engine positioning and all that as the as the art and the final uh, deliverable. And you know, we've we've gone in, and any um, SEO firm can, <laughs> will tell you that you you can get a lot of pushback from somebody that just spent fifty thousand dollars on a brand new website. But you know, there are a lot of issues with that website as far as spider ability and and you know, just being able to get these things out there and being able to get these pages out there. But, you know, you have to get past that stuff. And the web designers, and for the most part, aren't really helping all that much um, when they've created this big, gorgeous site and charged somebody an arm and a leg for it. Um, they don't want to know the client doesn't want to hear that well we've got to make some substantial changes to this site that you just paid fifty thousand dollars for um but in in the the reality is it could be a a beautiful site and your friends and neighbors are all going to see it and that's fantastic but you know what are what are your true business goals here um we've and we've you know, we've had more than one discussion where we actually just brought in a designer and had to talk to him and say, hey, let's find different ways to accomplish the same thing because we've really got to get, you know, we're trying to get exposure for the site that you designed, and as it is right now, it's just not going to work.
1: Well, clearly SEO has moved far beyond um, positioning, getting rankings, getting getting those uh top 10 placements. Uh, now, given those placements are our primary goal, but again, clearly SEO has moved into conversion, into tracking, into um, usability. How come, this is what I, what I don't get, it's been, it's been eight or nine years now, how come other parts of the search marketing industry either don't get it or choose not to get it?
5: In terms of uh, conversion, for example?
1: Well, that SEOs are, are concentrating on far more than just uh, uh, top 10 or even top 5 rankings.
5: Yeah, well, in our case, I mean, we do offer uh, website conversion. We do offer online PR. Um, you know, optimized distributed press releases. A lot of people are getting into that as well. Um, in my experience, it's been it's it's the same thing that I was uh, referred to earlier. People don't want to hear that their website's not converting the way that it should be. Um, th- when you when you give them a concrete uh fact your site does not show up in google for these phrases they're more willing to accept that than your site has some serious problems in converting visitors so i don't think search engine optimization firms get a whole lot of credit for that because it's not something that people often lead in with you don't get a whole lot of calls from people saying i'm fully optimized but i need somebody to make sure that more of the traffic on my site is is taking the point of action. It doesn't seem to be that popular of, of a service offering except for somebody that's a little more sophisticated. Um, in, in general, search engine optimization, you know, people are like, we need more traffic. Okay, we'll let's call a search engine optimization firm. And then it's our job to tell them, look, um, you know, you can have a one percent conversion rate on your website. We could double that to two percent. It's the same net effect of doubling your traffic. It's it's probably almost always going to be easier, but they always default to, "No, what we need is more traffic."
2: <laughs> so
5: there's really no way around it. But um, you know, we we encourage everyone to use uh, to, to use increases in search traffic along with uh, increases in their conversion rate to get the best result.
1: Um, We're we're rounding up the hour here, guys. Um, I'm gonna have one more question, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it to the both of you, Dave. I, I know you're a co-host, but I'm gonna ask you a question as sure a guest anyway, because you're <laughs> an SEO, and it's a good segment for you. Um, trends in SEO. Where is the uh, where is the industry going in the next year, um, Scott? What are the most important coming trends in SEO right now?
5: Uh, that's an interesting question. I. I honestly believe that we're going to see a, a continued interest in the organic side. Um, as as some of the smaller marketers get pushed out of, of the pay-per-click or get scared out, uh, I think Google will continue to set the benchmark for, for everyone. Everyone will be optimizing for Google um, more so than any other engine because they will continue to have that market share. Um, I think you'll see more increased interest in um in th- things that are beyond pay per click, like paper paper call for example, or paper lead where you know, where it's much harder to um to to create fraudulent activity and have people make money on it. Um I, I mean, there's going to be a whole lot of changes on it. I mean, Google just announced recently that they're they're working on a whole voice search feature um, where people will actually be able to talk and refine their results. I don't think that's going to happen in the next year, but that could be very interesting. I mean, it, it's just an exciting industry to be in, and, and uh, you know, it's it's fun to roll along with the changes.
1: Uh, Dave, um, I know
5: straight,
3: I know we're running short, so I'll try and keep this uh, as, as brief. If I had to pick for for two thousand seven, uh, beginning to end, uh, I would say the two biggest uh, sort of areas that SEOs, and, and by this I'm referring to organic, is going to be uh, is in the areas of personalization and social media. If I had to pick uh, the two areas that are going to have the most growth and, and the biggest change, I think organic is going to proceed fairly similar to the way it is uh, for the white hats anyway, and black hats are going to have to fend for themselves through algorithm shifts.
5: Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but I think personalization
3: is going to have a huge impact uh, growing over the next
5: few years. Uh, I agree agree 100%. Perfect.
3: (laughs) It's good to know that we're both on uh, on the same track, which is another vote for uh, it's the right track.
5: Uh, And I think (laughs) social media
3: and and because it's involved with personalization as well is going to be Uh, we're all going to have to pay a lot more
5: attention to it. And we're all going to have to retool how we're doing reporting. Uh, As personalization personalization becomes more and more popular, um, our reporting mechanisms are going to be, you know, well, for a baseline computer that does not have any cookies or anything involved in it, this is what it is. But you may see something different. It's going to be really interesting. Indeed.
1: Well, gentlemen, got. Uh, we're, we're, we're out of time. It's come down to the wire again. And i got to thank you both for being here. Scott, thanks for being a guest. Dave, thanks nice. as always for uh, joining me this week. Um, and folks, thank you for joining us here on The Alternative on webmasterradio.fm. I'm going to get in one last plug for sitepronews.com. Check it out next week. It's going to a brand new format. And we'll be back next week with a totally fun show. Um, talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much.